Welcome back, guys, to another exciting episode of the Be Different podcast. I'm your host, Nekesa Esther, and it's interesting how I have been meeting several people who engage with our content, but now the subscriptions are not reflecting the number of, you know, good vibe, the number of responses, the number of engagement, the number of feedback that we actually receive. So, guys, take a moment to subscribe before watching this exciting episode and before i welcome my drum rolls please my guests of the day <laughs> welcome anita thank please you so tell much. us more about yourself and then we'll dive in okay thank you i'm so happy to be here mm -hmm. uh, my name is anita makori i am 24 years old i'm a health data scientist at the it's a very long name. Yeah. The Center for mm -hmm. Epidemiological Modeling and Analysis. In short, we just say SEMA. Yeah. It's at the University of Nairobi. Mm -hmm. And in the next five weeks, mm -hmm. I'll be starting my master's in international health and tropical medicine at the University of Oxford. Oh, wow. And yeah, I'm happy to be here. And yeah. I'm also on the side, I'm also a mentor. Mm -hmm. So I mentor girls to pursue what I call non-traditional careers for women. Yeah, wow. and How I am also that? a content creator for fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> we that's all are. Me. <laughs> that's me in a nutshell. Uh huh. Yes. Oh wow, Anita, you're a mentor. Okay. First and foremost, health mm -hmm. data scientist. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many of you? How many of you there are in Kenya? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know how many there is of us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so of course, that's the reason why Anita is here on the Be Different podcast today. You know, guys, we bring you exceptional guests to tell us more about what they do. And you've heard Anita is a mentor, even before I started asking the questions. So that's interesting. You'll tell us. So first, how did you get into the, you know, health data scientist field? Okay, yeah. so I did my undergraduate. I did a Bachelor of Science in Epidemiology and Biostatistics. Wait a minute. So you saw it on the list, uh -huh. you chose it? Yes. When you were in high school? After high school, yes. After high school? Yes. Did you know what it was about? At the time I chose it, yes. Mm -hmm. But uh, before, mm -hmm. like when I was younger, yeah. I did not know about it yet. Yeah. I always knew I wanted to be a doctor. Okay. Like a medical doctor. Yeah. And then um, growing up, I realized that I was not good with the harsh realities of being a doctor. Okay. Like, for example, I can't stand the sight of uh, sick people, like in the, oh. side, the, side, the sight of blood mm, mm. and other things mm -hmm. that go on in the hospital. Yeah. So, but I was always passionate about health mm. and just helping people not to be sick. So then after high school, I realized that health is very multifaceted. Yeah. There are so many aspects to health other mm. than being a frontline healthcare worker. Mm. So then I started researching about fields I could get into in the health sector. Mm. So I realized about um, epidemiology, mm. which is just the study of diseases to control and prevent them. Mm -hmm. So essentially you're tackling health problems on the background behind the scenes yeah behind the scenes mm -hmm. bts <laughs> yeah, no, <right>? yeah. <laughs> okay. so yeah that's so how i got into that you actually um, signed up for the course yes here in kenya yes so at the time i was applying for it mm -hmm. it was only offered in one local university yeah. that's masinde muliro university in yeah. kakamega yeah. so when i was filling in my courses from my first choice to my fourth choice 
it was the same course, choice one, two, three, and four. Wow. In case they did not realize that I wanted to do it. Yeah. yeah so all my four choices yeah. were that course mm -hmm. at Masinde Moliro, and that's how I went yeah. there in 2016, yeah. then graduated in 2020. Wow. Yeah. So tell us about your journey into actually now being the fully fledged data scientist, mm -hmm. because right now the talk of town, actually mm -hmm. even today morning, mm -hmm. there was some talk that, you know, how does your degree help you? Are you are you are you working in the field that you studied for? Yeah. And this there was that yeah. actually on on a national yeah. radio channel, yeah. Yeah. and I listened, but you know I didn't give it much thought. But now that you're here, you can mm -hmm. actually tell us. Mm -hmm. So how did you end up, you know, practicing? Okay, mm. so um, I mentioned that I graduated in 2020. Yeah. So around March 2020, when um, COVID-19 was declared a pandemic in the world, and then in Kenya, we had the first case, and then schools were closed down. Mm. I was in my final year of university, mm. so we had to complete our final year at home. Mm. So while I was at home and doing my final year project, I used to go online and read about, because I could research what is being done in terms of COVID-19 mm -hmm. in Kenya, and mm -hmm. also generally the health research scene in Kenya. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my sister came across one of the professors who was working on the COVID-19 task force mm. in Kenya. Mm. He's called Professor Thumbi Wangi. He's my current boss. Okay. And we found his email online, and I wrote to him. Okay. So I wrote to him explaining who I am, what I am studying, and I am soon to graduate, and that um, I read about his research that he's doing in zoonotic diseases, infectious mm. diseases, mm. and I would like to learn from him. So I only just wanted mentorship from him mm. because I had done a fairly new course in the country mm. and I didn't know much of what I'm supposed to do in the future. Yeah. And then he did not reply, mm -hmm. but I kept writing. I wrote like four times okay. before he replied. Mm -hmm. And so when he replied, he asked me to come to their offices mm -hmm. in the University of Nairobi mm -hmm. and talk to them mm -hmm. and see the work they're doing. So I went to the office knowing that I'm just going to have a conversation yeah. and just get mentorship on what are the next steps I could take. Yeah. And then so I got to the office. Mm -hmm. He introduced himself, his colleagues, and then... We had a conversation about the projects they are doing, mm. the COVID-19 work they are mm. advising the government on. Mm. And then um, he asked me what I want. So I told him about my research interests. I told him what I had studied. I was so naive. I told him what I had studied. <laughs> oh, you're telling <laughs> yourself naive. We'll come back to that. Uh -huh. And what I hoped to yeah. change in the world, the, the change I hoped to create, yeah. and how I hoped to apply my skills in this field. Yeah. And so he asked me now how I think I could fit in in the work he's doing. Mm -hmm. And I asked for an internship. And I remember a question he asked me was, why are you asking for an internship and not a job? Wow. And my answer was very straightforward. I just mm -hmm. told him, because I want to learn. Because mm -hmm. you know, when you ask for a job, you're yeah. already expected to know what you're to supposed deliver. to do. Mm -hmm. But when you ask for an internship, you have the grace to learn. Mm -hmm. So I said, I want an internship so that I can learn from you. And then once I learn, I can now progress to do to a, a job. job. So that's how I got my internship. Mm -hmm. and then I progressed after the internship to a research assistant mm -hmm. and now into data science, what I'm doing now. Wow. So you did finish your research project while at SEMA? No, no, no. Mm -hmm. So the, by the time he replied to my message, oh, because had I had been emailing for a while, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, had, I was now done with my studies. I like the resilience. Yeah. And isn't there anywhere else in Kenya you desire to go? You had seen their work? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so while we were in school, mm -hmm. of course we read about work being done at 
Kemri, mm. the Kenya Medical Research Institute yeah, yeah. at Africa CDC, yeah. the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. So I had started also reaching out to people in those areas, mm. but I, I did not get any response from them. So I used to, I did not only reach out to him, I just I just mentioned him because he's the one who got back, mm. but I reached out to several people mm. from those areas as well. So any area that I thought was doing health research, yeah. And I can imagine that. So how many years has it been since 2020? Like you worked there for the three years. So since the beginning of 2021. Mm. So I graduated in mm. December 2020. Mm. Then uh, beginning of 2021 until now, I've been with him. And are you satisfied with the lessons? Most definitely, yeah. yes, yeah. I, I've really grown mm -hmm. in terms of my skill, yeah. in terms of knowledge, in terms of exposure, in terms of networks. I've really grown and I believe that the experiences I've had in health research that I've done mm. have mm, informed my applications to graduate school. Yeah. And um, for that reason, I'm grateful that I had that experience. Yeah, and you said five w in five weeks you're leaving for... University of Oxford. Yes. How is that? How, how uh. take us through the application <laughs> process mm -hmm. and how is it that were they okay, this could be a personal question, but are you leaving money behind to go and do that? <laughs> <laughs> Some people would actually consider. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, of course, like I'm leaving a well paying job. Yes. To go and become a full student yeah. because I'll not be working on the side. Yeah. But for me, the sacrifice, the reward will be better in the end. Like yeah. um, it's a small sacrifice for a better reward yeah. in that regard. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, the application process mm -hmm. actually started the same time in 2020. Mm -hmm. So as I was reaching out to professors in the research field, I was also trying my luck in grad school applications mm. because I always knew I wanted to do my master's and PhD abroad. Okay. So I started my applications in 2020, yeah. but in 2020 they did not, none of them went through. Mm -hmm. I was rejected for the ones that I did. Mm -hmm. And then in 2021 again, I applied mm -hmm. and this time I got into two schools. Okay. That's the University of Glasgow mm -hmm. and the University of Oxford, both in the UK. Mm -hmm. But I did not secure funding for them mm -hmm. and I could not afford to fund myself. So I had to let go of those offers and apply again the mm. third time mm. in 2022 now. Okay. So then I applied to three schools now, to the University of Oxford, mm. the University of Cambridge, mm. and the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, yeah. which I was accepted to all three schools. Mm -hmm. And then I applied to nine scholarships and I got accepted to four scholarships. Oh, nice. So now I had three schools, four scholarships. Oh, wow. It was up to me to choose, to choose where I want to go and with what money. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so now I chose Oxford mm -hmm. with the MasterCard Foundation AFOX scholarship. Congratulations. Thank you. Can you comment on whether someone at home could be watching and just thinking, ah, this mm. chick is just privileged. Wow. What are the privileges, <laughs> if yeah. you've had any that yeah. you can comment on? Yeah. And uh, before we go on to the, you know, the attitude behind the constant applying over mm. and over and mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, there's a book I'm currently reading. Mm -hmm. I've actually read it for long, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Outliers. Yeah, I and love it. Yeah, Outliers, mm -hmm. the story of success. Yes. And it just shows the way the people who we call successful mm -hmm. in society there were small, small, small factors that came into play, like pieces of a puzzle yeah. that contributed to who they are today. Yeah. So f I would not say I'm an exception. Yeah. I, I agree that um, there were certain things in my life mm -hmm. that contributed to where I am today. Okay. And without which I, I don't know if I could be where I am today. Yeah. yeah. And the first that I would mention is my family, mm -hmm. my support from my family. Yeah. Yeah. Because... Um, 
the dream to go study abroad was actually the seed was planted by my father okay. because he had studied abroad and mm. worked abroad and then came back mm. so when he came back he always preached this gospel of just try and go and advance your studies abroad yeah. get perspectives yeah. abroad and then um, just get more knowledge and skills and go see what is being done out there because to open your mind up to other possibilities mm. so there was that seed that was planted mm. in me mm. so even as i did my high school and my undergrad i knew that one day i want to do my studies abroad at mm, some yeah. point so the, the, that seed was planted early on mm -hmm. and then also there was the constant support from my mentors i mm -hmm. have really good mentors nice yeah like my, my uh, there's my sister mm -hmm. and then there's my sister's friend mm -hmm. so my <laughs> sister introduced me to her friend yeah. and they are all they've all been very instrumental mm -hmm. and then thirdly now is my work environment yeah. uh, the people have been exposed to at SEMA and the SEMA networks mm. I call them. Mm. So we're starting with uh, Professor Thumbi himself mm. and then my work mentor and then there's the different people I've been able to meet through mm. my work mm. because you find that you have meetings with people, you have collaborative projects, then you get to talk to people about their work yeah. and their studies yeah. and it opens your mind to their possibilities. Yeah. So there's also that aspect. And then also the support I get from my work because even my applications, uh, there were aspects of my applications that were supported by my current mm. boss. Because, for example, applications can be very pricey yes. because you pay application fees, mm. there's tests to be done, and mm. all these require money. Mm -hmm. But I was privileged enough mm -hmm. to get support from my boss in that regard. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say that there are aspects in my life that contributed to my success, mm -hmm. but that's not all there is to it. Yeah, aside yeah. from that, I'm imagining you seated there mm -hmm. going through one, two, three, four applications and year after year and, you know, giving up a whole opportunity offer. Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah. I like that resilience. Mm -hmm. Can I call it resilience? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Nowadays, people have a negative connotation to some words. Yeah, so I agree. <laughs> Strong woman. I know. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. so Anita, tell me, kindly comment uh, shortly about mentorship and mentoring. Mm -hmm. In your introduction, you mentioned you're a mentor to young girls. You'll mm -hmm. tell us how that started. But before that, how did you come about calling your sister a mentor? Okay. There, so at first, I did not even realize she was mentoring me okay. <laughs> because it started when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And then now later, it became more conspicuous when I was in campus mm -hmm. because now I had decided on a career path. Okay. So she's on a slightly different tangent. She's mm -hmm. in economics mm. but she understood what I was studying more than anyone else around me. Oh, wow. So she would expose me to opportunities mm -hmm. like for example conferences, mm -hmm. professional bodies that I could become a student member of yeah. and then articles she would see online or even opportunities, future opportunities she could see in what I could do. And even as I mentioned about um, Professor Thumbi, mm. she's the one who told me about him and then okay. I looked him yeah. up. Yeah. So in that regard, at some point I realized that most of what I know away from class, outside mm -hmm. class, mm -hmm. is because of what she has exposed me to. Yeah. Yes. And even in my grad school applications, she always, she's a constant factor. She always goes through my essays, oh, nice. does mock interviews with me, advises yeah. me on, uh, directs me on what I can look out for. Mm -hmm. So in that regard, um, I would 
say she's my mentor Definitely. in very many ways. Yeah. Yes. That's and nice. then yeah, as I mentioned, I have other mentors. Yeah. There's a mentor at work, Dr. Mm -hmm. Nyamai. Mm -hmm. So she's the one who has taught me the ropes of data science. Because wow. when I came in, I was mm -hmm. very green, mm -hmm. and she was a data scientist already. Okay. So she so she showed me the the ropes of this work. Like she introduced me from the ground, and yeah. she was really patient yeah. because I had no clue what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But she's the one who made me become as good as I am. Yeah. So yeah, in that regard, I would say mentorship is very powerful because mm -hmm. it exposes someone to uh, it opens someone's mind to things they could not imagine are possible mm -hmm. like for example um i knew i was good but i did not think i was oxford material wow. at first mm -hmm. but my sister made me believe i am oxford material yeah. and here i am going she there asked you on yes yes because i knew i wanted to do my masters abroad mm -hmm. but not Oxford, yeah. <laughs> but you see, because of having a good mentor, yeah. she made me believe in myself mm. to the extent that I was able to put myself out there. Mm. So that is the power of a mentor, I would say. And that's why I usually say that I give back. Mm -hmm. my, my kind of mentorship is giving back because as a product of good mentorship, yeah. I want to give it back. Mm. And that is why I try and mentor other ones who are coming after me yeah. to see that they can become even more than what I am now. Yeah. yeah. And how, okay, how now are you going about that? Yeah, so there are several ways I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Some conventional, some not. So the conventional ways are through the mentorship organizations, okay. like there's one called the Global Give Back Circle, mm. I am a, of which I am a part of. Mm -hmm. So the uh, Global Give Back Circle uh, tries to empower at-risk girls, so girls who come from communities that are normally put them in a disadvantaged position. Mm to dream more and mm -hmm. empower them to know that they can actually achieve more than what their environment limits them to. Mm -hmm. So there we take both uh, high school and campus girls, then you, you walk the journey with, with them. them. Oh so wow. you're assigned a girl and then you walk the journey with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when if they're in school, you can write letters, you mm -hmm. can communicate through their teachers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then the unconventional mm -hmm. ways and i'm saying unconventional because yeah. it's new yeah. is through social media so i use my platforms okay. that's linkedin mm. and youtube mm -hmm. and i'm also starting a blog oh, nice. yeah mm -hmm. so where i try and pass my experiences that yeah. people can relate to yeah. and also talk to other people whose experiences people can relate to yeah. just so that someone can know if someone else did it they can also, they do, can it. also do it yeah that's very powerful so far, do you have a rough idea of how many students' hands you've held mm -hmm. and how many you've worked with? Either through the global, you call it global, global give back, back circle? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say um, through uh, the two years, I've mm. been doing it for two years nice. now. Mm -hmm. um, I think I would say 10. Mm -hmm. A rough number oh would wow. be 10. Yeah. And some of them, I find out after they come tell me that because of you, I was yeah. actually able to do this. So sometimes it's not even active mentorship. Yes. You just find someone consumes what I post mm. and then they are able to, like there was someone who uh, has been watching my YouTube channel yeah. and then they applied for school and yeah. got in nice. and they told me that before they saw my story, yeah. they never thought they would be able to advance their studies mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. So then they reached out to me and told me that just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You never know who you're inspiring. You oh never wow. know who you're mentoring. Yeah. So yeah, there are some that I don't even know that I'm mentoring, mm -hmm. but I am. Oh, yeah. Wow, I'm so proud of you. Yani, I'm <laughs> so happy <laughs> listening to this story. I'm almost <laughs> jumping out of my seat. You'll tell us, what's the name of your YouTube channel? 
just my name, Anita Makori. Anita Makori, guys. Yes. Please make sure you watch. So <laughs> tell us about whether you've thought about tomorrow. So now you go to Oxford. How many years are you going to study? Just 12 months. The 12 master's months. is just 12 months. Are you yeah. planning to, you know, work there or to come back home? So I would say my short-term plan mm -hmm. is to also do my PhD mm -hmm. because oh, yeah. my long-term plan is to get into research mm -hmm. and specifically infectious disease research. Okay. And <laughs> my boss usually says that a PhD is a driving license for research. <laughs> so I would like to get my driving yeah. license first <laughs> yeah. just so I can become um, a reputable expert in the field yeah. and I'll be able to conduct research that will help hopefully help to reduce the burden of infectious diseases mm. in Kenya and the wider sub-Saharan Africa yeah. yeah where it's the highest burden yeah mm -hmm. wow Anita yeah. your uh, age mates <laughs> are out here party <laughs> I also party. You do? That's, <laughs> I what, do. I, that's what I was going to ask okay. you next. So <laughs> how about your social life? What are you doing? Uh, do you have it complete in full? Do you have your friends? Do you keep your networks? Mm -hmm. And all that. Yeah. Um, so outside of all this, yes. I enjoy <laughs> having fun. Yeah. And I enjoy dancing, mm -hmm. listening to music, mm -hmm. going out with my friends. Yeah. And that's what I do. And traveling. Yeah. So that's what I do. I dance. Mm -hmm. I dance Afro-Latin dances oh, wow. and <laughs> I also travel yeah. and just, I also enjoy, I say creating content for fun mm -hmm. because I enjoy just creating videos, yes. editing and posting on TikTok. Yeah. So yeah, and Instagram. Yeah. So that's what I do for fun. Yeah. yeah. And then also watch movies on low days, watch mm -hmm. movies in the house mm -hmm. and just hang out with my family. So you have a complete yeah. life yeah, aside from all these achievements. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes. If I'd be a 24-year-old, I would be so challenged. I don't <laughs> want to say I'm challenged. Right? I don't want to admit it that I'm so challenged right now, but I'm so happy for you. Thank Do you. Do you have a parting shot? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, my parting shot yeah. would be, um, I have several. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go because ahead. they are on several different things. Yes, yes. Yeah. So the first one mm -hmm. is persistence is very important yeah. because sometimes, um, and I've realized this with mostly my generation, mm -hmm. Gen Z and all that, mm. but I've realized that we are really into instant gratification. Yes. Like we want something, we want mm. it now. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it does not work that way. Life yeah. does not work that way. Yeah. So it means that you have to go at something several times mm -hmm. for it to work out. Yeah. And I've seen this in several aspects, like mm. getting my first internship, mm. getting my scholarship to go to school mm. and other aspects mm. so persistence is very important yeah. and then my second parting shot would be um, rejection is redirection mm -hmm. i know at some point people are like you always say this because yeah. i say it a lot okay. but it's true mm. because just because you've been rejected in one thing yeah. just try and look at the bigger picture mm. because it might be that you're being prepared for something else yeah. entirely yeah. yeah and there are some things that were supposed to happen before you get something mm -hmm. so sometimes rejection is just redirecting you to something else mm. that is sometimes better than what you thought you wanted yeah yeah and then the third thing would be to encourage people to pursue their dreams yes relentlessly mm. and it's not to say that you'll not get discouraged because I also had my naysayers mm -hmm. who are now yaysayers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so just pursue your dreams yeah. as long as you know where you want to go mm -hmm. and why you want to go. Mm. Just pursue your dreams very relentlessly because you are your number one fan. You should always believe in yourself. Yeah. Yes. 
Wow. I am encouraged, guys. I hope you are too. Please, let's all run to Anita Makori's YouTube channel and watch more of that. If that is what she posts, I mean, you have to watch more of that. I can't wait to watch you dancing. I also love dancing. We should do a TikTok. Yeah, we should. <laughs> we should. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching, guys. Kindly like, comment, share, and tell us what you think about that powerful story. And thank you so much for watching. Have a good one.